Good morning, everybody. Good to see you all. My name is Alan, and uh, very glad that you are here today. Last week, we started a series called One Season, and the idea is to imagine that our lives are one season of a TV show, a season with multiple episodes, that when I was a kid, every TV show that I watched had episodes that were isolated uh, events. They were completely disconnected from everything else. You just jump into that one episode and you didn't have to know the rest of the story whatsoever. But the way TV shows run now is that there's a, there's a grand uh, a thing that is happening over the season. Instead of just isolated episodes, there's this big picture story happening, which is the way life is. We have episodes every day, every week, things that are going on, but there's one grand picture that is our lives. And it's an unwritten story that we get to write. God knows what your story is going to be. God knows the decisions you're going to make, but he's given you the pen to write that story, to make those decisions. So that's what the one season is all about. Now we are in week 15 of this 18-week journey that is connected with the Part Orange Journal. Hopefully, uh, most of you have picked one of these up. There's some good news now that since we're this late in the game, we have a few journals left over. If you would like, and if there are any journals still available, you can just pick one up for free and just kind of check it out over the next, over the last weeks of this uh, of this journal experience, and then perhaps you can decide if you want to jump in in January. We're going to have part green and do another 18-week journey uh, called growth there in the fall or in the in the um, in the new year from January through May. What you may not know is that every Sunday night during these 18 weeks, I meet with a group of people. There's 33 of us that meet on Sunday nights. And we talk about the topic from Sunday morning, and we take it to a deeper level, and we read and study Scripture together over an extended period of time. We're reading through the whole Bible. We are reading other books that help us understand a little bit of the history of Christianity and what has gone on and what it means to to be a follower, etc. And we're also doing service projects in the in the uh, in the city. That group is called One of the Twelve. The idea is just to imagine that we have assembled at the feet of Jesus as one of the 12 disciples. How close can we get to being a disciple of Jesus? So that's what that journey is all about. It's pretty demanding, uh, but it's been a, a, a fun and meaningful journey on Sunday nights. Last Sunday, because we started this series about one season of a TV show, I asked them what their number one all-time binge-worthy TV show is. I wanted to find out what the consensus from this group would be, so I asked each of them to say, what's your top three? And then we voted it down to the number one winner. And the process was fascinating, the process of, of doing this. First of all, I thought we would have 10 or 15 different you know, popular shows that would go up on the whiteboard, and then we would vote on them and see which one would win. Again, a group of 33 people. There were 56 different shows on the whiteboard. We watch a lot of TV. One woman, as I was going around and asking for, their, for, uh, for everyone's uh, top three, you know, to put on the board, and uh, when, I, when I said it, when it was her turn, she looked up at me and she said, don't judge. And then she proceeded to say Dexter and Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. And so, so we put them all up on the board. We don't judge here. We're just doing life together. And then at the end, before we kind of uh, finished the whole thing up, they said, Alan, what about yours? What would be your top three? So I, I added mine. 
little house on the prairie. <laughs> and uh, and um, 700 Club and <laughs> Touched by an Angel were the three that I put on there. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, right. So anyway... Uh, so, so do you want to know what the number one binge-worthy show is according to the 33 who gather on Sunday nights? You want to know what that is? Okay, ready? This is us. That became the number one rated show from that group. So it's, it's a good group of people, right? Uh, this is us. Now you know. Now you know uh, what it is. Hey, if you are interested in what this one of the 12 thing is all about, uh, there is another session that starts from January through May here of this next year. It is capped at 40 people to do this journey. And so um, uh, if you're interested, you can go to the website, mountainpark.org forward slash OOTT to learn more about it. Or there, we're going to have an informational meeting after the third service on December 15th. And we'll let you know more about that as we get closer to it. But anyway, we want to make sure you at least had heard about it to to find out if that would be something you're interested in. We're going to continue talking about our lives as one season as we head into that. Would you bow your heads uh, with me in prayer? Father, once again, I'm thankful to be here with this group of men and women, group of imperfect people just coming to seek you and to find out more about what it means to follow you. And so, God, I'm thankful that you're here. And essentially, God, this, this is us. This, these are our stories. This is, these are our seasons of our lives. And so, God, we, we want to we do them well. We want to live life in ways that make you proud of us. So would you help, help us in this next half hour to get a glimpse, a greater glimpse of what that might look like? We pray in the name of your son. Amen. So, folks, you ever found yourself kind of surprised by your reaction to life, just that there's some kind of response that just happens within you and you, you don't even know where it, it comes from. Maybe you find yourself getting uh, significantly angry in your car or at home or at work and something just, just jumps out of you, some words come out of your mouth and before you even have a chance to, to say them and you think, where did that come from? That I, I was doing fine and then Boom. You ever find your, yourself um, getting caught up in some sort of activity or some sort of uh, action, and, and you, it's just, it's, it's not possible for you, it just feels like it's not possible for you to stop. It's not possible for you to, to, to not engage with this activity. And as you look at people around you, you think, why is it that others don't seem to struggle with this at the level that I struggle with this? What makes me different from others on this end, why is this so much more difficult for me? Or perhaps you find yourself going through life and, and something happens and you just, you just shut down. There's, it's like there's a nerve that gets touched and you just close up like a clam. And there's nothing that's going to pry that open. And you would love to. You'd love to say, this is not me. This is not who I am. But you can't find a way to open this thing up. To, it's just locked down. And you think, where did that come from? See, there's a story behind all of that stuff. There's a reason behind all of that stuff. That if our lives are one season, 
Did you imagine it being multiple episodes that whatever's going on right now, this is one episode, but there were episodes that happened prior to where we are today that shape today. Last week, we talked about the final episode, that it is important to think about where we ultimately want to go at the end of our lives. What, what do we want said about us? What do we feel God has called us to be a part of, to do? What does the final episode look like? Can we imagine that? That's what we talked about last week. This week, we're talking about previous episodes in our journey. Because you and I, we don't sit here in this room today with a blank piece of paper in front of us. We don't just sit, okay, now I've got a blank piece of paper. Now I'm going to write my story. We, we, we don't get that luxury. We have previous episodes that have been part of the journey. You're not on episode one. You're on episode five. I see a little one over there. He's on episode one. That's episode one right there. But most of us here in this room, we're on episode five or 10 or 15 or whatever. There were previous episodes that shape where we are today. You ever known that, that, that guy who, who just seems to talk about everything, just seems to talk and, and talk about things that he is not supposed to be talking about, talking about people, and you find yourself listening going, I can't say anything to that person because I know he is going to talk about me. Well, there's always a story behind that guy. Do you know perhaps that woman who's incredibly successful and she always looks good? The hair always looks good. The makeup always looks good. She, is, she, she drives a nice car. She lives in a nice home. But she treats everyone with, with, with such clarity that she thinks she's better than everyone else. That everyone she encounters, she just seems to look down on everybody. She thinks she's better than everybody else. There's always a story behind that woman. Or maybe you have a neighbor who just seems to struggle with many of the things that you do. Your neighbor doesn't like how you park your car, where you park your car. Your neighbor doesn't like the sound of your kids, doesn't like how much your dog barks or whatever, and, and, and is frustrated because the trees in your yard have the audacity to release leaves that flow onto their property. And they get upset about it, and they've made multiple calls to the HOA, and it's anonymous, but you know who called. <laughs> There's always a story behind that person. To you and I, we, we don't sit here in this room with a blank page in front of us. There were previous episodes, and it's incredibly important as we long for this final episode and what we believe God's doing in our lives, it's incredibly important for us to be aware of and to deal with our previous episodes. I want to look at a, a story today, just a short little story about a man named Zacchaeus who had a famous encounter with Jesus. The story's found in Luke chapter 19. If you have your Bibles, I invite you to turn there with me so you can kind of see it and bounce around in the story however you'd like. We'll have the main scriptures up on the screen, but if you have it in front of you, you can kind of follow along and kind of see the gist of how this whole story is taking place. Luke chapter 19, beginning in verse 1, Luke writes, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. 
Jericho is a city that was made famous in the Old Testament with the story of Joshua coming in and, and knocking down the walls of Jericho. This city is very close to Jerusalem. It is a, 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 a less than a day's walking distance. It's northeast of Jerusalem. It's not in the heart of the main story of Scripture, which is Jerusalem. It's northeast of there in the city called Jericho, where Jesus was visiting A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So here in these verses at the beginning of this story, we catch a glimpse of some of the previous episodes in Zacchaeus' life, which are important for him in this story. So first of all, he was a tax collector. I know many of you are familiar with this, but a tax collector was a despised role in uh, in ancient um, Jerusalem and in Israel because this was a Jewish person who was taking money from his own people. He was despised by the Jews and he was disrespected by by the Romans. This was a really difficult, lonely job. A tax collector would collect tax from his own people, from his own Jewish people, and give a certain amount to the Roman government, but they had lots of freedom to take extra taxes for themselves. There was no one to stop them from doing that. And so this is why it says he was wealthy. He was wealthy because he could collect pretty much whatever taxes he wanted as long as Rome got their share. And it says he wasn't just a tax collector. He was a chief tax collector. So he had, had tax collectors under him, and he oversaw the whole thing. He was kind of like a pyramid scam in ancient Israel. And he was, the, he was the leader of all of this. And then it says in the next verse that he was short. That's an interesting detail to add in Holy Scripture that this man, Zacchaeus, was short. And some of you perhaps remember a song when you were young in school. Zacchaeus was a wee little man and a wee little man was he. Let me just tell you, no man I've ever met wants to be referred to as a wee little man. That's in no world, in no circle, in no way. So here's this guy. We kind of get get a glimpse of his previous episodes because here we are 2,000 years after he walked the earth and children all over the world are still making fun of him. That's unbelievable. You just imagine what that was like for him as a, as a short guy trying to figure this out. And so as you read this story, it, 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 as you read scripture, it's such an important thing, particularly in the stories that, that we read, to, to jump into the story. Just dive in. Just immerse yourself into the story. Instead of just going verse one verse at a time and moving on to the next uh, chapter, Immerse yourself into the story. What questions might Zacchaeus be asking himself in light of his previous episodes? What questions might he be asking? Just, how did I get here? How did this happen? How, how, how can I get to a point in my life where everybody hates me? I walk down the street and people sneer and they throw things at me and they spit at me. How did this happen? How could I be so wealthy and so miserable at the same time. Why am I so short? 
just imagine the questions that he might be asking. The reason that's helpful is because is it might make us ask our own questions. You know, what, what questions are you asking right now in life? Right now, as you sit at this episode in your life, what questions are you asking? Can you relate to any of Zacchaeus' questions, perhaps? How did I get here? How did, how did, how did this happen? How could I be so wealthy, yet so miserable? I used to be so blank. You could fill in a blank. I used to be so happy, so positive, so encouraging, so delightful. What happened? What happened? Well, it's somewhere in our previous episodes. You know, when we watch TV now, it doesn't just start off, as I said last week, it doesn't just start off with the theme song and then we jump into the, the new bad guy for that show. Most TV shows now, they start with previously on because they have to invite us in on the backstory because it could have been a long time since we've, since we've watched this show. It could have been three or four days since we've watched a show. And so we need to say previously on, and they'll remind us of characters and incidences and parts of the previous episodes that we need to know. We need to understand what happened in the previous episodes for us to, to have any hope of figuring out what's going on today and how we can get to our final episode. We need to understand that stuff. And, and I mean, just, just think about the overall, the grand story, the big story, for example. That's why we need to understand many parts of the grand epic story of God, what I like to call the whole shebang, the whole story of, of human existence. We can't understand what's happening in the Middle East today without understanding what has happened in previous episodes of that part of the world, without understanding what happened after World War II and Israel becoming a country in this very volatile part of the earth. We can't understand what's happening there with, with uh, Jerusalem unless we go back to the Crusades of the 12th century and have a sense of what happened there. We can't understand what's going on in this current episode unless we look at previous episodes and to see how it's got us where we are. Again, we can't have hope for the desired final outcome that we want without exploring the previous episodes. And we get a glimpse of that in Zacchaeus' story. Verse four, so despite his insecurities and his loneliness, so he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Zacchaeus did not let his previous episodes hold him back from experiencing what he wanted to experience, from seeing Jesus. He didn't let the excuse of, of uh, the, the issue of him being short or being a tax collector or whatever, he didn't let that stuff get, get in the way. He didn't say, you know what, that's just who I am. It's I, I am who I am and there's nothing I or anybody else can do about that. Sometimes we say that. Sometimes we, we look at our current episode, we're challenged by something, we just say, hey, I am who I am. And if you were here over the past few weeks, prior to this series, we did a series on communication. 
called Words of Wisdom. And there was a challenge to think differently about how we, how we communicate and how we listen to other people. And it's possible for some of us as we hear that stuff to say, yeah, that's not me. I'm not, a, I'm not someone who's into their feelings. I'm not a touchy-feely kind of person. That's not the way I was brought up. Those aren't my previous episodes. I'm Italian. I'm Italian. I'm from New York, and this is the way I am. There's nothing anybody's going to do about it. Forget about it. And we just say, no, that's just who I am. See, but Zacchaeus, he didn't get locked into that. He said, he said I've had enough. I don't like who I am. I want a different story. I want my story to change. And so he runs and climbs a tree so that he can get a glimpse of the one he believes could help him write a different story. In ancient Israel, a self-respecting Jewish man would not be seen running in public. They, had, they wore these cloaks, and if you would run, then the cloaks would come up, and it, you, it would not be a moment of dignity to do that. That's part of the prodigal son story when the father runs to meet the son is that there was significant, I mean, a Jewish man, a Jewish father would not do that to just run like that. And so here Zacchaeus is running and then he climbs a tree. If they're not gonna run, they're certainly not gonna, in those cloaks, they're certainly not gonna be climbing a tree. Here's this guy, this short guy in a cloak running and climbing a tree. It's almost like he's acting like a, what? like a child. It's almost like he's acting like a child. But didn't Jesus say something about, unless you become like a child, you will not experience the kingdom of heaven? Didn't Jesus say something about that? There's a part of this that just says, you know, we, this, this spiritual journey is not about just being so sophisticated and mature. You can tell the people who are really mature because they're the ones who pronounce it mature. <laughs> and they also have a schedule. <laughs> but it's not about, about being sophisticated and mature. Sometimes it's just about being honest and saying, I don't like who I am right now. I want a different story. <laughs> I want a different story. And then it's, it's about saying, am I willing to run and climb a tree? So what am I supposed to do with this, with this anger that just comes at me from nowhere? I don't want it to be there, but it comes and it just, it just happens. What am I supposed to do? Run and climb a tree. Run and climb a tree so that you can get some kind of access to the one who can help you write a different story. Well, what am I supposed to do about these habits that, that are just so deeply ingrained as part of my previous episodes, and I, I don't know how to break free? Run and climb a tree. What about the people in my life who, who are not on the same page as me, and I got, I got this girlfriend or this boyfriend, and, and I'm, they're, not, they're, not as, they're not pursuing God in that same way, and so it might be kind of weird or awkward or... 
or you know, what, what if my, my family or my friends, they, they start to kind of think I'm a Jesus freak if I get too serious about this stuff. Run and climb a tree. Because it's easy to stand on the ground and point at the guy up in the tree and laugh. <laughs> Loser. But then when, when all is settled down and the crowd starts dispersing, do you want to be the person who just kind of stops snickering and then goes back to his or her miserable life? Or do you, be a, do you want to be the one who has Jesus come to his house and have an encounter with that Jesus? Zacchaeus did everything that he could because he knew that that person, Jesus, is the one who could help him write a different story. When Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and he said, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. He's talking about Jesus. Jesus has gone to be the guest of that, that awful tax collector. I'm going to come back to those verses in just a minute. Verse 8, but Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus is aggressive in his response here. See, the reality is it's, it's, it's not enough for us to say, from now on, I'm gonna make good decisions. From now on, I'm going to be a person of integrity. The reason that we can't say that is that we don't sit here today with a blank piece of paper in front of us. I mean, that is as as useful and helpful as the criminal on the cross next to Jesus saying, Jesus, from now on, I'm gonna be good. There's not much of a commitment for that guy, is it? He's about to die. From now on, I'm gonna make good decisions. There's more to it than that. Scripture is consistent with this, that there is a, a responsibility for us as we surrender our lives to Jesus to go into our previous episodes and do what we can to make amends. That we are to, to seek forgiveness for ways that we have hurt others. For those of you familiar with the 12 steps, this is step four and eight and nine. And it is an important part of the process to identify the people we've hurt and to make amends to it, to not move forward with our episodes pretending that stuff didn't happen. It, we have to deal with that stuff. Zacchaeus makes amends for what he did, and he's aggressive about it. He doesn't, he doesn't uh, he's not asked by Jesus to do this stuff. There's some laws in, in the Old Testament in terms of how you can repay this, but he goes beyond the laws of the Old Testament in how he responds. He doesn't say to Jesus, 
uh, hey, what, what, what must I do? What's the bare minimum for me in order to make this right? He's not like kids at the dinner table who say, how many peas do I have to eat in order to get dessert? Tell me exactly, is it eight or nine? And then they separate them and they make, he's not doing the bare minimum. He is, he is aggressively responding to this situation. Sometimes we need to, to seek forgiveness. And then other times, as we look at our previous episodes, we need to offer forgiveness. As we think about the ways that we've been hurt, the, the previous episodes that shape who we are today, instead of hanging on to that stuff and to say, that's part of who I am, we need to offer forgiveness for people who have hurt us. Sometimes, you know, in many of our cases, our parents were involved with some of that because our imperfect parents made mistakes, just like us parents make mistakes. And so maybe they said something that was awful, did something that was awful. But it is so life-giving to offer forgiveness for, that part, for those previous episodes. Our parents, don't, they don't, they're part of our story, but they don't write our story. They don't continue to write further episodes. We can, we can offer forgiveness and still connect with God in terms of what, what happens in this episode and in episodes to come. This is what Zacchaeus does. He, 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 he aggressively responds. Sometimes we need to seek forgiveness. Sometimes we need to offer forgiveness. But as Paul says in the book of Romans, he says, as far as it depends on me, live at peace with everyone. Whether it's people that I've wronged or people who have wronged me, we have to go into those previous episodes and make amends, figure that out, live at peace with everyone. There are a couple, there are a number of ways in our culture that we tend to deal with previous episodes. One of those ways is with religion, is with the process of, of finding out, okay, what are the rules? What, what, what is right and what is wrong? What do I need to do? I'm going to do those things. I'm going to follow those patterns, and I'm going to make sure I'm going to fix it by, by this way. I'm going to follow the rules. The Pharisees in the New Testament were really good at this, and Jesus was often not pleased with them because of their focus on religion. Another way that we tend to deal with previous episodes is with therapy. And so we connect with a professional who helps us dig into the past and, and uncover things. And sometimes we can do that so much, we just spend too much time in therapy. Religion and therapy, they, they have their place. They can be incredibly helpful. They can, I'm a fan of both of those things. There are times to understand what, what is the plan? What are the rules? What is the wisdom from God's perspective? And there are times to, where therapy can help, can help us unpack something we can't figure out on our own. There, sometimes we need one or both of those things to, to help us move forward, but the most powerful thing we can do with regard to our previous episodes is invite Jesus into those places. It's the most effective and powerful thing that we can ever do is to invite Jesus into those previous episodes. I love the language that Jesus uses here in this story. It's very aggressive language. As I, as I think about the, the song about Zacchaeus, a wee little man was he, and, and it says, uh, um, come down, 
I'm going to your house today. I'm going to your house today. That's not what Jesus says here in this story. He says, says, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must go to your house. That's aggressive language. I mean, he's, he's not holding back with this. What this means is we don't have to work hard to search for Jesus. We don't have to jump through all these, these religious hoops so that maybe we can catch a glimpse of, of trying to connect with Jesus. We don't need to be super spiritual people in order to have some genuine encount, uh, uh, encounter with Jesus. He's aggressively pursuing us. He's saying, I must go to your house today. I must be part of your story. I must be part of your previous episodes if you want to get freedom from them and become the person that you want to be. This is aggressive language, but but we have to let him in. Jesus is aggressive. Elsewhere in the New Testament it says, he, he stands at the door and knocks. He's there, he's present, but we have to let him in. He's aggressive. But we have to say yes. He doesn't force his way in. Are you willing to to let him in? He says to you, I must be part of your previous episodes. I think there's a reason that Zacchaeus was a wee little man. This uh, uh, This is just my guess here. But I think... I think most of us feel small and insignificant at times when we think about the big story. If there's some grand story that covers thousands of years and involves billions of people, does God really care about my one wee little season that is my life? Does God really care about my previous episodes and that encounter with that person and how that affects me today and how that might affect things happening going forward? Does God really see that stuff and care about that stuff? That's an important question with a very important answer. Yes. Yes. Folks, that is the point of the whole story that you have a role to play in this. It's not, just, it's not just that God has this huge group of people and he just wants to make sure as many of them as possible go in a certain direction. He knows you and your story. He knows your previous episodes. There is a role in the kingdom that requires you. It will not get done unless you do it a role in your home, at your work here at Mountain Park. There's something that God has you doing that will not get done if you don't do it. That's why Jesus says, I must come to your house today, Zacchaeus. I must. Zacchaeus, you have a role to play in this story. Do do you want to realize your role in God's story Do you want to live a life of significance? Not just success, but significance? If so, are you willing to run and climb a tree in order to see the one who can write a different story for you? Are you willing to invite Jesus into your previous episodes? As we close... Here today, the band's going to lead us a song inviting, Jesus, I need you. As we head into that, I want to pray with you 
in preparation for that, for, that, uh, for that moment. And just to invite Jesus into our previous episodes. As we do that, would you stand? I want, I want you to just physically engage with this time of prayer and then singing together. Just, 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 just relax. We have a few more minutes here. Let's bow our heads and pray together. Father in heaven, thank you that you know our story. And here in this room, Father, we invite you to come into our previous episodes. Would you, would you show us moments from our, our past that continue to shape our current episode? Moments that, that continue to stir up difficult emotions in us. Jesus, we invite you into those places. Jesus, we invite you into that room from our home growing up. Jesus, we invite you into into that road and the incidents on that road to and from school. Jesus, we invite you into that relationship that continues to shape us, continues to, to tether us down. Jesus, would you come and bring us freedom there? We invite you into that, into that physical issue, that moment where something happened and we're never gonna be the same physically, God. We invite you into that place. We need you to come and bring healing to our previous episodes, we pray.